Amen. Shall we appreciate? Coco? Yes, Auntie. When you start to come Yeah, can you share what you learned last week in Sunday school? Yes. Um, for Sunday school last week, I learned that um, people will respect you when when they see you applying um, the word of God in your life. So basically people will respect you when they see that you're living um, to be a true example of God, a true image of God. And you explained that conscious effort is when we decide to like make a change. And like besides that, you said it is when you have found um, the information and where you can relate to it. Um, you also spoke about discipline and you said if you dress respectfully, you will be respected. So if you are disciplined in not only um, relations like speaking to others, you are you know how you are supposed to dress when going anywhere. You don't want to look any kind of way, but especially say going to work or to school, you want to look away and you want to look nice. You want to look like an example. And also, um, you also spoke about praise and praise is to identify God and it is identifying him as who he is in your life. Um, and a new language that you said for us to start using or living by is I repent. And once you repent, you don't do the old things that you used to do, you know? And it also goes back to us being sincere and truly in this season, we don't only want to be sincere and, or truthful to God, but you know, once we are sincere to God, God will be sincere unto us. And truly sincerity is what happens, is sincerity is what opens the heart of God. That, that's, and that's what I learned, amen. 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 Shall we appreciate Coco? Shall we have the last one? Wow, it's already time. Okay. So this morning we will continue looking at conscious effort in the area of education. Now, one of the things 
we are going to look at conscious efforts in the area of education. One of the things that uh, education does for us is education gives us a type of discipline in life. Various forms of discipline comes because we are taught, we are educated, we are trained, we are, we are, we are encouraged. A lot of times when you use the term education, some people feel threatened, some feel uh, 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 immediate, they feel rejected, they feel they don't belong to because once they hear education, they are thinking of degree, they are thinking of university, they are thinking of a high level of education. But the term education actually refers to the fact that it is not necessarily academic, but it is a kind of information. Education is to provide information that enlightens a person, to provide information that uh, helps the person's intelligence, okay? And when you use the term intelligence also, a lot of people feel uh, attacked, rejected, and uh, don't feel belong because predominantly the term intelligence have been strongly applied to education. And the term education has strongly been applied to uh, academic orientation. But it's not so. Education means you are well informed in a certain area of your life. Education means you, have, you are well trained to handle a particular situation or to know about something in your life and in your environment or wherever you are. You know, um, there is this mechanic, a simple mechanic, but a well-trained mechanic. This man, because of the way he was brought up and trained to do his auto work, he, he speaks to people very, very nicely. And when you go to his shop, this man is not that highly educated. After elementary school and uh, possibly middle school, he went to a training, uh, a, a, a technical school and learned how to do auto parts, all right? Auto mechanic. His father too was an auto mechanic, but his father worked with a company that was called auto parts. It was a Japanese company. And uh, before his father left that place, and started his own, uh, he retired and started his own mechanic uh, shop. And this boy was helping his father. And uh, in the process of helping, of course, he learned the trade. And one thing that his father 
did was his father copied all that he had learned from that autopath, Japanese autopath company. They have a reception where uh, 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 clients, when clients come, you drop your car, you go into the office, you know, that kind of reception, well conceived, well managed, welcomed, and all that. So this man also decided his small mechanic shop should have that kind of reception so that respectable people will come to his shop. All right. Now, his son also didn't have much education, but the son had learned from him and the son went to a technical training where he was trained. I bet you this son, Johansson, oh my goodness. When you get to the store, the way you know the car is taken from you and well-mannered and everything. So he will welcome you himself before the secretary, you know, write up your stuff. He wasn't highly educated, but he learned from his father. His father learned from where he was coming from. So there is a pass on, the baton was well passed on. After he came out of school and he started working with his father, they reshaped the place. And now, guess what? Even people who have been to a higher level education comes to them to ask for advice. My son wants to be a mechanic. I will say, well, he will train, but he has to wear a uniform. And people were like, why do you wear a uniform when you are going to, you know, work on a car? He said, well, if you don't wear a uniform, we don't know who you are. We want to differentiate our clients, our guests from the workers. We don't want anybody to be mistaken for a rift rag. Because you are coming to a mechanic shop, so you are wearing a rag. You are not well presented. He said that the people bringing their cars want to go to where they'll be respected. Some of them are driving brand new cars. And when they bring their cars into your shop, that car shouldn't leave your shop dirty, nasty. So every car they take care of when they finish, they have to clean the whole car. And everybody was like, but what kind of education has he? He doesn't answer. He says, this is my dream. His dream is to have the best in life. Then his younger brother also decided to do tires in a store close by it. And the younger brother also decided to copy what his senior brother is doing. The senior brother copied his dad, all right? What is that? Well-informed, how to do things 
in a way that you be exonerated. So newspapers will always, uh, uh, news reporters will always come to pick up news from them. How nice, neat, they got free adverts and they got important people bringing their cars. Soon and very soon, they, they expanded, they got a bigger place and they were treated as one of the well-kept people in the environment. They were respected. Government listened to them. When I say government, the department that is in charge of mechanic activities, listen to them. They have a voice. So when we talk of discipline, when we talk of discipline in the realms of education, we are talking about how you manage information. Sometimes we don't realize that management is not necessarily a position, but management is application of wisdom, application of knowledge, application of what we have. How do we want to use what we have? How do we want to be respected for what we have? How do we want to be honored for what we have? So people are respected not necessarily because they went to school, not necessarily because they have a degree, but because they know how to, and that is where wisdom comes in. So, you know, in the days of uh, Moses, the Lord will speak to Moses about those who should take care of the building of, of the tabernacle. Meanwhile, the Israelites were not settled. They were moving from place to place on their journey to the promised land. We took 40 years. While they were journeying, they had to build homes and put wheels on the, under the carts and wheel their properties on wheels to wherever they were going. And the Lord will command them to build a tabernacle. And you will ask, how did they build the tabernacle? If they were going to move from one place, from Brooklyn to Manhattan, Manhattan to, uh, what was the next uh, city after Manhattan? Uh, where Clinton is now. Harlem, okay, from Manhattan to Harlem, okay, from Harlem to South Bronx. Well, but it has to be identified. Okay, so there is demarcations, all right? How, were they, how are they going to build in Manhattan if they are still going to have? It is because God gave some people wisdom to build their house 
on the wheel that are transportable. And when I look at some of the information in the Bible, then I look at some historical information. And I look at what is happening today. I say, wow. God gave wisdom to Bezalel to build an ark that will be carrying the word of God from place to place. Today, what kind of wisdom do we have? To manage the information we gather in the church, from the pupils, from Sunday school, from everything we do and say every day. This is where I would say that education is a type of a discipline. We've been talking about discipline. Education is a type of discipline. Sometimes it is a talent. Sometimes it's a gift. And you don't know where it will take you. And I will always want to remind us that we have various types of destiny to fulfill in our lives. We have to fulfill our secular destiny. If you are a teacher, you fulfill your destiny as a teacher. If you are a nurse, a medical, a type of a medical practitioner, you have to fulfill your destiny in the area of your medical field. Whatever you do, if you're an engineer, you fulfill your life in that area. And you would you say, does that qualify you in heaven? Oh, sure, he does. How does your work as an administrator, as a teacher, as a medical professional, give you a place in heaven? I remembered, I think I was in Barbados somewhere, somewhere, I can't remember where. And um, I was, of course, doing my job as a speaker, as a teacher of the world, as a revivalist. And some people came to me and said, ah, uh, please, evangelist, we have a trouble crew in our school system. What can you do for us? Because it's a whole lot of trouble with some kids that affect certain teachers and workers. So I said, okay, I will do something. Give me time and come back and I'll tell you what. It wasn't the days of cell phones. And I went to God and I prayed. As I prayed, the Lord opened my eyes to see that every teacher that stands in the classroom has a re responsibility to manage the destiny of the children in that classroom. Every teacher that stands before children, young children, middle-aged children, adults, they have a responsibility to guide those children into their destiny. 
to direct them into their destiny, to instruct them in the way they must go. And the immediate scripture that will come to me is train up a child in the way he should go so that he will not depart from the presence of God. Wow. There were many other scriptures and I realized that it's, you don't only speak the word of God when you are in the, in the classroom teaching and when you are in the church preaching. But even when you stand in the classroom, you have an obligation to make sure that children that come from troubled homes, children that come from crooked environments, children that were raised by uh, 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 workers of iniquity, uh, are being trained not to go the bad way. Their parents didn't have the opportunity possibly to go to school. Possibly to go to church. You go to church. You have received. He says, generously you have received. Gladly you must give. So in every aspect of our lives, education is very important as information that we have gathered to help other people into their destiny, to help other people to discover the truth about their lives, to enable other people to get connected to their destiny, and to help people to know what is the purpose of God for their lives on earth. Jesus taught us to pray. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is the will of God? That you go to school to learn how to read and write. It is the will of God for us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. Like workmen that needs not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the truth. I remembered uh, once upon a time, a teacher was employed into a school and they found out that every few minutes, that teacher goes out of the classroom and goes behind the classroom. There was a tree there. He goes and lean on the tree and smoke. And some of the children saw it. And the children challenged him. You are a teacher. Why are you smoking? You are not a good teacher. And he got angry. And he came to the class and told those children, I will fail you because you have disrespected me. And the children said, we will report you to the headmaster because you smoke. <laughs> and these children were bold to tell the man that he's a teacher. He was not supposed to be smoking. 
Otherwise, he was not a good example to the pupils. So he said, I'll fail you. So during the break time, the children went to the headmaster. And they asked the headmaster, Head, is it good for a teacher to smoke? And the head teacher said, why are you asking this? Smoking should not be heard among children. They said, but we want to know. And the headmaster realized that these children were up to something. So he brought out the, 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 the uh, relig no, not religious studies, no, uh, uh, environmental studies, social studies. All right? And there are codes and rules. And said, take, read what it says. And they say, yes, we know. We are aware. That is why we have come to you. Because we caught somebody red-handed. <laughs> and the headmaster realized that. These children were right. They said they caught somebody red-handed. The head thought they were referring to some of the students, maybe the senior students. And they said no. And they mentioned the name of the teacher. I said, what? He said, yes, we caught him smoking. And we told him, it's not good for a teacher to smoke. And he threatened that he will fail us. The headmaster said, what? He will fail you? <laughs> All right, go to your classes. So the headmaster was sent for, uh, the teacher was sent for and said, do you know the laws of being a teacher? Do you know the discipline, the rules and regulations? He said, sure, he does. And they said uh, he has been reported that he smokes. They said, well, he doesn't smoke in the classroom. He don't smoke in the classroom, but the law says a teacher cannot smoke because you wouldn't know when you contaminate the students. And they say, you didn't smoke on, in the classroom, but you smoke on the school compound. He said, yes, he smoked behind the classroom, under a tree. The children were correct. He was dismissed instantly. Instantly. He would never get a job as a teacher again. He was reported to the Department of Education. And the Department of Education spent, sent an inspector to come to the school to come and apologize to the children. We were called to the assembly and we were told, sorry, that we employed the wrong person. to come and train the children. So what happens to us as Christians? 
as you heard last week, we said, you a Christian gets graduated from sin. <laughs> when you surrender your life to Christ. So part of your academic orientation is that you are teaching children what you are able to practice. So as a minister, as a leader, as a Christian, you must teach the environment, the truth that you practice. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So when we talk about education, education has nothing to do with only academic orientation, but rather it is part of academic orientation, but it doesn't stop with academic orientation. Like I spoke about the mechanic, there was something that was also very important, that people will come and talk about their children and the kind of help they need. And this mechanic, auto mechanic shop was almost like a mentoring station where people come for advice. People bring their children to be to, to be trained, to be encouraged, to be tailored, to be fashioned, to be educated. So wherever we are, we must represent the kingdom of righteousness. Wherever we go, we must represent the wisdom of Jehovah God. Wherever we stand, we must demonstrate it, that we have been taught of the Lord. That the word of God is a powerful source of our knowledge, the powerful source of our behavior, the powerful source of deriving to live with one another, to relate to one another. That is why when the apostles were seen in Antioch and their behavior looked like Jesus Christ, very neat, very clean, honorable, they were called Christ-like Christian. Christian means Christ-like. So when somebody asks us, aren't you a Christian? Then that means you are falling short of the glory of God. You are falling short of the characteristics of God. You are falling short of the lookness of Jehovah God, the likeness of Jehovah God. So in the realms of education, we shouldn't forget that in Genesis 1.26, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So Christianity is the likeness of Jehovah God. So we are being educated to be like Jesus. 
to be like Jehovah God who created us in his image according to his likeness. So the essence of Sunday school, Bible studies, which we refer to as the garden of wisdom, the garden of knowledge, is to say that we have come to be educated to be like Jesus. We have come to be educated to be disciplined with the word of God. And whatever we do in this world, we, are, we have to represent heaven. We must be ambassadors of Christ. Ambassadors of Christ is an ambassador of heaven. Is a representative of heaven. I remember that when I was a journalist, there was this man that was supposed to be an ambassador of a certain nation to another country. And uh, when you're an ambassador, it means you are almost like the president of a certain nation to another nation. For instance, if the American government should choose Sister Monica to go to Barbados as an ambassador, it means that he is representing uh, the current president of America, uh, Biden, President Biden. So the people of Barbados who treat Sister Monica as though this is President Biden. So when Sister Monica opens her mouth to talk, they'll be hearing the voice of Biden. So she cannot go to Barbados as Sister Monica. She has to be trained and every morning or intermittently as arranged, she has to be receiving education from America. They receive daily briefing about what America is doing. Whatever Biden is going to present in a, in a meeting, a copy is immediately sent to Sister Monica. Because the media house in Barbados are going to call Sister Monica and say, ah, the president of America said all Americans should be vaccinated by the end of today. Is it true? She can't say, oh, no, that cannot be true. No. She should have read the memo. She should have been aware of what the memo said. Even if she doesn't agree with it. That is what the president is about to say or has said. And she has to represent the White House and the whole of America. Not by political injunction, but by the image of America, by the standard of America. And that is the same thing that we ought to understand as Christians. You are representing Christ on earth that will be done in heaven as it is, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You can't speak contrary to the Bible. 
you can make a denying statement against the Bible. So everything we are doing, you can't tell me the Holy Ghost told you. No, it's a lie. What does the Bible say? America has a constitution. So you cannot tell the people of Barbados, this is what the American constitution said. But my Holy Ghost told me. No, it's contrary. You are an ambassador of heaven. You must know what the Bible says. The Bible is our constitution. It is not what my church says. It is what the Bible says. So, as an ambassador, you have to make a conscious effort to represent the country that have chosen you as an ambassador. You have to make a conscious effort to represent heaven that have ordained you, consecrated you, called you to be a Christian. And that is where a lot of people are missing it. Everybody thinks, oh, this is how I feel. Oh, this is what the Holy Ghost told me. Oh, this is the revelation I saw. Oh, this is what I received. Lie, 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 lie equals lie. Anything that does not conform to the Holy Spirit, to the word of God, excuse me, anything that does not conform to the word of God is a lie. Because we all have our spirits. You can't use your spirit to rule the nation. You use the constitution to rule the nation. You can use your spirit to rule the church. You must use the Bible to rule the church. And that's why you see there are many faiths. Any, anybody that does not use the Bible is not a Christian. does not believe in the word of God. So this is where education is very important. So we are being educated to have a standard discipline, to have a standard in our performance, to have a standard in our presentation. And Jehovah God will show us his will through the Bible because his word does not change. Amen? Any question? No question? Everybody's good. Everybody understands. Good. Today, Sister Andrea Gino do have three questions. Not even one. <laughs> so as we go, bear this in mind, we have our secular destiny to fulfill, and we also have our heavenly destiny to fulfill. So our profession, our occupation, our job must be connected 
to our faith in Christ Jesus. Our physical destiny must be connected to our heavenly destiny. That is why if somebody is a teacher on earth, if you are taking care of your students with fear and trembling, the students will learn from you. You'll be a mentor unto them besides their academic work. Your lifestyle, the way you lead them, the way you instruct them, the way you show them the truth will help them to fear God and to fulfill their destiny and to rise up and prosper. And you find out that I remember very well. I don't know whether it's so happy. When teachers retire from public school, they go and serve the church. They are trained. While even they are teachers in school, they are the same people that serve as Sunday school teachers in churches. Anglican Church, Presbyterian, Methodist, Roman Catholic. So while they are still working, they are called lay preachers. Lay preachers mean they are involved in the secular and they are also helping the church. That's the meaning of lay preachers. Lay workers. So when they retire, they come full time to help the church. And there are churches that still do it in America. So, you know, the citizen, uh, 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 retired citizens' home and so on. They are the people that send out the letters encouraging people, teaching people, you know, correspondent courses making sure that school children are being maintained. So this shows that when you retire from the secular, you don't retire from the heaven, but you start preparing yourself fully for heaven. Amen? Shall we, any more questions? No more questions. Okay, let's write our hands. Since today, no question one or two or three or four. Pray for yourself that the Lord will enable you to manage your secular destiny in a way that you'll be connected. Your, your, your secular destiny will be connected to your spiritual destiny. That whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord. You say as unto the Lord. Father, we thank you and we bless you, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Elohim. We give you the glory, the honor, the praise and adoration for who you are, for what you are. That today we are learning discipline and we are learning education. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. 
Father, we worship and adore you. Thank you, Lord, for what you will do. And we thank you for the knowledge we have gathered today. That education is not limited to academic realm, but covers every aspect of our life and endeavor. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.